Hey there, welcome to Pickled Parables. This podcast is presented by Parable Ministries as a Bible teaching resource. Thank you for joining us. Pickled Parables is a podcast about taking in and living out the Bible. Here we will study, contemplate, and testify to the Bible's incredible teachings and how it leads us to live better lives. To stay up to date with all things Parable, follow us on Instagram at Parable underscore Ministries and visit our website at parableministries.com. We hope today's message finds you well. I have a thought to share with you. It's a thought that's more like a thread, and it's a thread that ties together two incredible stories from the Bible involving two ordinary women who experience God's extraordinary grace. This thread begins in Joshua chapter 2. At this point in history, God has established a covenant with Israel, a nation that grew and fell into slavery in Egypt. Then God appointed Moses to lead Israel to freedom and the lands he promised them. And then their disobedience led to wandering 40 years in the desert before God appointed Joshua to lead them into the promised land. Jericho stood in the way of Israel claiming the land, so Joshua sent in two spies to gather information. While they were there, they met a woman named Rahab. Let me read this to you. This is Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men secretly as spies, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab and lodged there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, Behold, men of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who entered your house, for they have come to search out all the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, True, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And when the gate was about to be closed at dark, the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hid them with the stalks of flax that she had laid in order on the roof. So the men pursued after them on the way to the Jordan as far as the fords, and the gate was shut as soon as the pursuers had gone out. Before the men lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that the fear of you has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, to Sion and Og, whom you devoted to destruction. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal kindly with my father's house and give me a sure sign that you will save alive my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. And the men said to her, Our life for yours even to death. If you do not tell this business of ours, then when the Lord gives us the land, we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was built into the city wall, so that she lived in the wall. 
And she said to them, Go into the hills, or the pursuers will encounter you and hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Then afterward you may go your way. The men said to her, We will be guiltless with respect to this oath of yours that you have made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, you shall tie this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and you shall gather into your house your father and mother, your brothers, and all your father's household. Then if anyone goes out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we shall be guiltless. But if a hand is laid on anyone who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head. But if you tell this business of ours, then we shall be guiltless with respect to your oath that you have made us swear. And she said, According to your words, so be it. Then she sent them away, and they departed, and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. Rahab confessed that the God of Israel is the one true God, the God of heaven and earth. She heard about his deeds and believed in the truth. Hiding the spies was an act of faith, faith in God as the one who could save her from the coming war. Well, what happens to Rahab? Well, in the following days, Joshua follows the Lord's unorthodox instructions for a siege, and the walls of Jericho fall. Then, and now this is from Joshua chapter 6, verses 22 to 25. But to the two men who had spied out the land, Joshua said, Go, go into the prostitute's house and bring out from there the woman and all who belong to her as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her. And they brought all her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel. And they burned the city with fire and everything in it. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But Rahab, the prostitute, and her father's household, and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day, because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Rahab enjoys more than momentary peace as a reward for her faith. Rahab begins a new life, a life as part of the nation of Israel. Her faith in God brought her into the family of God. Now, where does this thread lead next? To discover that, we must skip ahead to the book of Matthew and the genealogy of Jesus. We read here in chapter 1 about Abraham, the father of Isaac, the father of Jacob, and so on and so on until we get to Salmon, the father of Boaz by Rahab. Rahab married Salmon, an Israelite from the tribe of Judah, not the fish. And Rahab had a bouncing baby boy named Boaz. This is really all we know for sure about Rahab. Her name appears in in Hebrews chapter 11, which lists her among the heroes of the faith, if you want to call them that. She also appears in the book of James, where the author praises her works born of faith. By the way, the name Rahab also appears in Psalms and Isaiah, but in these instances, that name functions as a nickname for Egypt. The authors there are not referring to the woman we are studying. But that's it. That's all the scriptural reference we have of Rahab. So 
I'm going to ask you to bear with me. Give me a little leeway as I follow this thread, this thought, out of what we know for certain and into what I think we can guess for good reason. I believe Boaz knew his mother's story. For one thing, the Israelites valued family history. That's evident in their traditions even today. But the scriptural evidence of this is abundant. God includes genealogy in his word to trace the path of his faithfulness to an often unfaithful people. Boaz grew up in a culture where the families, the tribes, were important distinctions, and it is likely that he asked his mother what tribe she came from. I believe she would tell Boaz the truth, that she did not come from a tribe in Israel, but she was redeemed by God through faith and brought into his family. I believe she told the truth because Rahab doesn't appear to be shy about her thoughts on anything. She was bold with the officials who were looking for the spies. She was bold with the spies when she asked for safety for herself and those around her. And she strikes me as a woman who would be bold enough to share the story of how God saved her with anyone who would listen, really. What a gift that story is to Boaz. What a gift that Rahab passes down. The gift of her story of redemption and adoption. Rahab's boy grows up, and one day he sees a woman gathering leftover grain in his fields. He asks around and finds out who she is. She is Ruth, daughter-in-law to Naomi. Ruth is not from Israel, but a Moabite by birth who left her home to stay with Naomi when tragedy struck and their husbands died. In faith, Ruth pledged her life to the God of Israel, and ever since she has done what she can to survive and to care for Naomi. Boaz hears her story and responds as a man well acquainted with the redemptive work of his God, the God of his mother Rahab. Ruth chapter 2 tells us that Boaz protected Ruth, encouraged her, fed her, and supplied her with more grain to carry home. Later in chapter 4, we read how Boaz carefully follows the Israelite customs for redemption and marries Ruth. Together, they have a son named Obed, who one day fathers Jesse, the father of David, king of Israel, whose line is established forever in the kingship of Jesus Christ. I wonder sometimes if Rahab and Ruth ever met on this earth, or if Ruth only ever heard stories through Boaz or the people who knew her. I do know one thing for certain. Rahab and Ruth, both justified before God through their faith in him, were adopted into the family of God. This same legacy of adoption through faith is available to us. Jesus Christ, who died and rose again and lives today, fulfills every covenant promise God ever made, every promise the Israelites ever looked forward to. The thread that ties Rahab to Ruth is the thread of grace, which ties together all who believe. Thank you for listening to Pickled Parables. If you enjoyed this message, please rate us, subscribe, and share with your friends. If you're interested in more things like this, check out our secondary podcast called My Dusty Bible. To stay up to date with all things parable, follow us on Instagram at parable underscore ministries and visit our website at parableministries.com. We are a volunteer organization and we would deeply appreciate your prayers. 
Thank you for joining us today. We'll catch you later.